Welcome back to Building Billions. Well, I am beyond excited to have Shanda here with me. I told her I'm going to be able, by the end of this episode, to call her Shanda Panda. It's not Chandra. <laughs> it's not Sandra. It's not, what's the other one? Chantel. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Chantel. It's Sandra and Shanda. She, she just did it. <laughs> we're not there yet. I said by the end of the episode, we were going to be, we're not there yet. We got 30 minutes to get there. Um, but Shanda is an amazing female business owner just like her energy i've watched her on so many different calls so many different lives and like she knows her shit first of all but second of all we really just want to dive into how you turn into an accidental entrepreneur and actually kick ass at it because i think a lot of people do think that they have to have some special education they have to do something that's really important early on and they have to know that they're going to be an entrepreneur and your journey isn't that way but you also coach and help other businesses to accidentally maybe fall into what could be the most monetization thing in their lives. Well, you also have a really interesting moment right now, which you have a bunch of new entrepreneurs coming on the market because Mm -hmm. artificial intelligence is going to, and already is, taking out a lot of jobs. So Mm -hmm. I'm watching these layoffs as under the recession, Mm -hmm. and I'm sitting there going, I wonder how many of these are under the recession or how many of these are like my friend Josh Axe from the Dr. Axe brand. Like they laid off their entire copywriting team and just hired editors. Wow. So I'm not sure the data is 100% correct right now. Yep. You know what I mean? Like that is important. Well, how you read data tells mm-hmm. the real story. Mm-hmm. So you can take data and then have multiple different people read it and get different stories. So I don't think the data is really out yet that really we know the layoffs are happening. We know a lot more are coming. So there's a new entrepreneur. And I think a really great point to land right now is you don't have to feel like you're supposed to be an entrepreneur, but you do have to have a drive to make money. You have to have a drive to want something better than the average or the normal, mm-hmm. right? And so when that drives in you, you find yourself giving advice to people, kind of knowing something, like people are talking, you're like, I kind of know the answer to that. You're an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And how do you find that drive, especially if somebody has just been laid off or is having like down and out circumstances? Have you ever had the moment in the middle of the living room floor where you're so broke it hurts? Oh. I've had that moment. I moved, okay. to, I moved to America from Canada and I had $500 in my pocket. Wow. Um, my best friend encouraged me to get on the plane. When you're Canadian, you can't work in America. So I got in through UNLV, University of Nevada, Las Vegas, and got my student loans declined. I come from a very wealthy family. Okay. And they said, if you're going to move to America, you're going to have to do it on your own because we're not going to pay foreign national financing to go to school. And I was getting C minuses in school. So mm. to my dad's to my dad's defense, it probably wasn't a good investment to right. put me in school, but it was uh, what it was missing is it was a good investment because of I don't know if I could have done in Canada what I did in America. Interesting. Why? Um, I just I, no offense, Canadians. I love Canada. It's great to go to Whistler. It's like a big snow snow globe. It's beautiful, but it's tough to do real estate there. It's it's not transparent. It's tough to um, people are slower. They, they just are. There's a small group that, that drives them nuts because they want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just my experience and perspective and perception is everything, right? So I just, I feel like I would have had a slower lifestyle and my mom wanted me to be a legal secretary. That was her biggest ambition for me. Okay. She's wow. like, then you have a good job, oh, good job dream. security, you know, and... Yeah, that's just not how how it rolled out for me. You decided that that wasn't exactly the path. So does somebody have to hit that rock bottom moment in order to find that drive? Like, do people have it regardless, or is it circumstantial 
from your experience? This is a big question because I, I don't really know the answer to it because yeah. I think some people are enlightened. You know, the scriptures say you go from mountaintop to mountaintop. Like there's there there's there's definitely some people that you see that find they, they find their groove and I think it's like your heart turns over. So when I started making million dollar years, million dollar months, million dollar days, million dollar weekends, it like I wasn't thinking about myself. I've, I was obsessed with the mission, not the money. Mm -hmm. Now don't get me wrong. I know I want the money, mm -hmm. but when I focus on the money, I don't show up the same way. When I focus on like helping you get your result, I'm, I'm relentless. Like I'm, I'm relentless. If you're sitting in front of me and I know something's not working in your marriage or not working, you know, in the way that you're eating or in the way that you're doing business or your staff's falling apart. If I see that I'm going to be relentless. Like every door that opens, I'm going to come in. I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to shine a light on it. And so that relentless, I think you need to have that. Like, okay. do you have the courage? Can you love people that well? Or can you focus on finding a way to love people that well? If you can, I think anybody can be successful, whether you think you're an entrepreneur or you're not. I think it really comes down to that. When you are, when you, when you hit rock bottom, some of the people that bounce back up, I say it's just, they're just like, if I stay here, nothing's going to happen. Nobody's coming to fix it. You know right. what I mean? Like I have to get up or this is going to be my destiny. Yep. So, so I don't know if you have to hit rock bottom. I did. You know what I mean? Because I was lazy. I was lazy. You know, I, my co I, I had a coach, hired a coach, did a leadership program, hired a coach. She walked out of Starbucks. Every entrepreneur knows the Starbucks days, the the coffee shop days where you go there to make it fe you feel better. You try to like find the the seat with the outlet. <laughs> yeah. You're like, wait, that seat's the, the magic seat that has the yeah. outlet. Then you like switch when somebody leaves. Yeah. And then you look at your bank account the other day and it's still not any bigger, but you have mm. those moments where you're like, it's all coming together, yep. but it never does. The rug gets pulled out. But I'm just saying, what if you could stop the rug from being pulled out? Mm. Like, what if you could stop living in that world, right? And so I think for some people, they're able to bounce back up. And for some people, they're, they're not because they stay in a victim conversation. So yeah. you choose your destiny. But I do think there's a new entrepreneur coming out. Mm -hmm. And I think if they could just re-identify themselves, like, you know, you, have to re you had to re-identify yourself when you became a married woman. For sure. You had to re-identify the way you do your routines. You had to re-identify yourself when you became a businesswoman. You had to re-identify yourself when you moved to, I just moved to Puerto Rico. Like, it's a different world. I had to re-identify what my life looks like in that state, right? So if someone can re-identify themselves, I think anybody could do it. I love that. So you said something, and then I want to talk about Puerto Rico for a second. You said something that I think is really interesting for business owners to kind of figure out how they overcome, which is when you're talking to a business owner and you're prioritizing them, you're prioritizing helping them, you're prioritizing yeah. their problem, and you're thinking with, I'm not prioritizing money right now, it is my passion, it is the fact that I know I can help you, how do you not get sucked into oh, I'm going to help everybody. And I just have this bleeding heart for every single person, but then you're not actually Okay, but this isn't a money. bleeding heart. Mm -hmm. This isn't a bleeding heart. This is, I start with my targets. Like I start with, so if you want to make, I don't know, whatever somebody wants to make, everybody think right now what's the number you want to make every month, right? I do monthly versus yearly. Okay. And that's how I got myself into being able to say yearly. Because when I put yearly targets, I had too much of a runway. Like I look at everything like a runway. You're on your jet, you're on a runway. The runway has to end. Otherwise, you don't get off the ground, yep. right? So you're on a runway no matter what. You're on a runway to have babies. You're on a runway to, to be successful. Like I think to myself, uh, like, 50 is still a while away, but like I'm looking at 50 coming down the pipeline and I'm going, 
What if I don't have the energy after 50? And I know there's time, like, I don't want you to, I don't want you to water me down. I don't want you to tell me examples of people that have the energy after 50. I want to be scared that I might not have the energy after yep. 50 because I want my, I want my runway. Mm -hmm. I want to use every moment, I right? So, so like, I think what your question was, it, was it really like if you're, if I'm looking at an entrepreneur, how do they not get stuck? Because so many business owners that we work with are just like, they just want to keep giving their services for free or they're, they're not able to raise their prices and then they get stuck doing the Okay, work so I'll give you a clients. challenge. Instead of giving away your services for free, mm -hmm. charge $9, $19, or $67 for a call with you mm -hmm. and do what's called a sales lead offer. You'll have a better client. Mm -hmm. It's it's such a pain for me to walk over there to my purse and get my wallet out and then go through you know online when you're trying to sign up for something and then the credit card doesn't go through. Like It takes some endurance to yep. get the credit card through a lot of the times. And so so you have a better customer or client. So I just encourage you to start working your way out of that hole because otherwise you're just wasting too much time with people who are not committed. So you're looking for prioritization. So somebody's not wrong or right for hiring me, mm -hmm. but if they're prioritizing making money, I'm a great, I'm a great choice. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Like, and so for an entrepreneur that's just giving it all away in whatever, like I love dogs, I want to help every dog get, get healthy. We just helped a vet that, um, that sold his practice. He's a holistic vet, doesn't believe in vaccines or anything like that, okay. and he's bullish about it. And so now he's been, he's been shamed in his industry. Mm -hmm. So he sold, it, he sold his practice, and I showed him how to build an email list and a text message list. So everybody, I just want to say, social media is an amazing TV broadcaster. It's incredible. You don't own it. You rent it. You guys own this building. You don't own it. You rent it. So social media is a dangerous game to just build on. Mm -hmm. It's a great game to use to broadcast. So build an email list. Build a text message list. You own the asset, right? And then from there, when with this with this vet is we showed him how to do that. He made twenty seven or tw Ash was just telling me. My husband was just telling me he just made twenty seven or twenty eight thousand dollars while building the list. I don't think you should give anything away for free. Mm -hmm. I think you should always know where you're going. Like your intention should be a mission to ascend people up. Otherwise, if you get on a stage and talk, you are definitely going to have people come around you and go, Natalie, oh my gosh, you just changed my world. It's like, great, did you buy? Did you take out your credit card? Are we working together? And they're like, no. Okay, you didn't do, you didn't do a good job on the stage. Right. Like, you have to own that. Yeah. Like, it's like, do you want vanity metrics or do you want... You want to feel good? Yeah. And I think we're just caught up in this world of laziness. That's, mm -hmm. Do you know that's the number one thing that people tell me in silent when they get to know me is they're like, do you think I really have the consistency or the work ethic? And I look at them, I'm like, you work all the time, don't you? They're like, yeah, I can't stop. I'm like, that's not the problem. It's because we judge ourselves for those little moments mm. in between when we're not perfect. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, I just, I find that for whatever reason, it just, it's so easy for just a lot of clients. And I can see it in, in myself every once in a while where you just kind of get, you can get stuck in, I'm not prioritizing the money. Although I, I love money. Our clients love money. Yeah. They say it's a, it almost seems like it's competing thoughts. Yeah. I'm doing this for money. I need to do this for money, but I could also sit with this person for an hour and fix their entire business versus having them go through this process. And so, so many people stay stuck in their business because they're like, oh, I can just, I'll help them. Okay, I've so that's this. the same thought process as I love my house. I love my neighborhood. I love my house. I feel really comfortable here. I'm good. Mm -hmm. But the problem with being good is there's no maintenance program. Mm -hmm. there, there, like that's, that's where you go to retire and die. 
and and most people say I never want to retire, it's because they've actually either intuitively figured out that if I choose that, I'm dead. Mm. Life's done. Mm -hmm. So I just encourage people that have that thought process to look at where else in their life right now are they comfortable or grabbing a hold of it, an attachment and feeling like, I'm just, because I've been good in, I was good in my two bedroom West Elm looking apartment when yeah. I was making like $50,000 a year. Mm -hmm. I was good in my oceanfront condo that I moved out. I thought that was so expensive. It was like $3,000 a month. I was like, <gasps> but I felt good there. I was like, I died and went to heaven. I'm like, I got the ocean right here. This is great. And then I felt good in my, you know, three and a half million dollar house. And then I felt good in my seven million dollar. Like, I felt good all the way. But each one to have the courage, courage is the key word. Everybody's asking for confidence. Mm -hmm. And Dan Sullivan talks about, probably the only person I've heard talk about, stop looking for confidence. It's coming. Look for courage. I've had to have courage every time I up-leveled my house. Mm -hmm. I'd have courage to leave California to go to Puerto Rico. Like, it's courage that people are lacking because they have a commitment problem. Mm -hmm. So the reason why things don't work out, the rug gets pulled out from underneath you, because that's happening to everyone. It's happening to you right now. It's happening to me. It's happening to everyone. Mm -hmm. There is a rug being pulled right now around one of our dreams. And the question is, do we pull the rug back and we commit? Or do we say... Oh, they disappointed me again. They didn't, they didn't deliver on that group program again. I got lost in the group. You didn't get lost in the group program. You didn't use your voice, yeah. you right? Didn't show up. You, you didn't show up. You didn't, you didn't find me on Instagram. You didn't stalk me. You didn't show up to the mastermind. You, didn't, you said, I don't want to step on your toes. You're busy. You've got to be so tired when you go off the stage. Like, you got to give that up, yep. right? Because that's all about you. Mm -hmm. So we're in a huge problem of selfishness, and people don't see it because it's wrapped in humility. Yep. You know I what I mean? That. I love that. So, so can we talk about why you moved to Puerto Rico? Because before this started, we were yeah. having this conversation. We're talking about money. We want money. Money is a beautiful thing. And this podcast is for people who are interested in creating yeah. wealth. Yeah. And so you moved to Puerto Rico, you made the sacrifice. Why? Money. Money. Um, money. I look at everything on the runway, right? I'm on a runway. And, um, and I don't want you to water down my runway, so nobody watch this, listen to this, and then send me all these messages about why my life, I should just chill you out. You should feel good about what you're doing yeah, right now. Yeah, no, I should not, because then I get you fat, so lazy. You so much time. <laughs> yeah. you, got, you don't need to do that. You, California's so beautiful. Everybody you know is in California. I know. I know. You love the United States. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, well, Puerto Rico's still the United States. You um, love the, conti <laughs> what is that word, contiguous? Contiguous United States? Yes. Like the 48th? Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. I, I just learned that word in an email the other day the contiguous united states the shipping is different in the non-contiguous that's united right states. that's right so um so okay so there's probably videos of me out there saying i'm not the ferrari girl i'm not the jet girl i like i don't care about those things uh -huh. and i just challenge people who are having those conversations especially even about grant and you guys like it's like it's easy to have those conversations until you need to buy a jet mm -hmm. What do you mean by that? So in California, we were fortunate enough to work hard enough. Um, and I will say, I want to grow a billion-dollar company and not neglect my, my children, my husband, my friends, my family. I take off one week a month. So the last week of the month, and so many people are like, you got balance. I do not have balance. Mm -hmm. I just have no meetings the last week of every month. Mm -hmm. My team cannot call me. My COO cannot call me. Nobody can call. My husband is not allowed to talk business with me. Nobody can inbound. I for can how long? outbound. For how long? I've been doing this for like five years. And it's working, obviously. No, it, like your bandwidth 
is massive. Mm-hmm. So you know how hard you work before you go on vacation? It's like, you're like, like Always. superwoman, you get everything done, right? Everybody knows that feeling. Like even if you're a stay-at-home mom, you don't have a business, you know the feeling of vacation. You get more done than you got done in the last three months. Mm-hmm. So I'm on a vacation all the time. Like I'm going to vacation every month. And so what happens in three weeks, I produce like you wouldn't believe. Like I am, I'm insane. Like I, I'm a machine. But then the last week of the month, there's light at the end of the tunnel that this is gonna, this is, I'm gonna get a break. So, and usually the first couple days, I, I'll like, you know, I'll go get a pedicure. I'll like, I'll do it on my terms. Like, there's no appointment. I don't want any point. Like, if you're like, Shanda, let's go do dinner. No, not just, just send me a text. Mm-hmm. Just send me a te- If you want to do dinner there's on no Tuesday, calendar there's invite. no calendar. There's nothing. There's no reservation nope. made. There's nothing. Okay. There, so the last week of the month is mine. Mm-hmm. It's where it's where I prioritize myself. I remember Jesse Itzler saying years ago, and I realized, oh, that's what I figured out on my flex time, which is last week of the month. He said he takes two hours a day for himself. Mm-hmm. Might not be two consecutive hours, but he takes two hours a day for himself. So he doesn't resent his job, doesn't resent his wife, doesn't resent his children. And it works. And he's created multiple billion dollar companies. You know, he took Zico or whatever it was called, yeah. the coconut, mm-hmm. the water. coconut water, sold it to Coca-Cola, yeah. sold, you know, Marquee Jets to Warren Buffett. Like there's something to space. Mm-hmm. You know, you probably have priority focus time, right? There's something to space. So, so nobody's allowed to inbound to me and I outbound. So I, I want to drop that nugget because so many people feel like that's a luxury. I think it's smart. You know what I mean? And so I solve more of my problems. And by the way, last year was the first year I hired somebody in the CMO position and my superpower is marketing. And it was really hard for me to let go of this. And I hired somebody who's great, great marketer, but couldn't project manage, I'll say that. Okay. So I kept jumping in and pulling things off her plate. Mm -hmm. So there's the bleeding heart moment, right? I'm like, let me just... I got this. Yeah, I got that. I'll take it back, which I'm sure you have a lot to say with team, right? I'll take that part of that job back and so I slowed us down and I started working the last week of the month periodically quite a lot probably six months of last year we went backwards for the first time ever wow because I was in the weeds yeah I couldn't think Mm -hmm. right so the last week of the month gives me bandwidth I'm not a bitch Mm -hmm. I'm not a bitch to my husband I'm not a bitch to my team I can handle so much like you can you could throw so much at me and I just don't break Mm -hmm. and then during that week I've got whiteboards up I've got space and I'm solving the problems I'm just like I'm if I feel like writing a book I'll write a book I'll in the week so you're still working in the week I'm whatever I need you're doing whatever you're doing if I feel like it I'm gonna do it and Mm -hmm. so but what happens because you're a serial entrepreneur you like you can't turn that off but it but but it's like I'm mixing it in with life. So somebody told my stepdad, he said, you're stupid for buying that yacht. And he'll tell you today, he's done way more business on that yacht when it didn't make sense to buy the yacht, Mm -hmm. right? Why'd you buy the plane? Do more business on the plane than I ever did anywhere else, right? Like that's kind of the mentality of it. So you gotta have that flex time because now you have space to partner with people, to hang out with people, to build relationships, to think. Does that make sense? Totally. So now let's flip to Puerto Rico. So um, I started to cry because I made so much money for me mm-hmm. that like after investing and in growing, you know what I mean? After, cause if you buy land, which I did, there's no tax write off, right? There's no right. depreciation. If you, you know, invest in, we invested in Oatly, one of the investments before it went public. So 
no tax write-off, right? So you got all these no tax write-off investments, mm -hmm. and then you get to the end of the year, and you've got whatever your pot is at the end of the rainbow, and there's nothing. There's like literally, really nothing left. And you I was made all these smart moves. You did all of the right things, and there's nothing left. And I'm sitting in a state that I completely disagree with the way it's being managed as it is. I'm having to hide my kid from, you know, being all vaxxed up and all the power to if you want to vax but like I it's just like I've got all these things that are being forced right and the vax no vax whatever but now you're taking my money and I'm telling you California is beautiful but now the weather seems like it sucks compared to Puerto Rico like California just had the worst weather ever like it's it's almost rained or been gloomy for like the last six months right and so so I just looked at my husband who his parents live down the oh. street, his sister lives down the street, his cousins live down the street, my son's cousins. And I'm just like, um, now we moved my dad close, we're immigrating my mom in from Canada because they're separated and I'm going. Not a good time. I'm like, this isn't a good situation, <laughs> but I was like, I, I, I love riding in jets, but I don't know anything about them and I own one now. Mm -hmm. I don't even know, like, I, I, don't, I don't know what's next. Like I, I've lost vision for it. Do you know what I mean? Because I don't have a vision to keep buying bigger planes or I don't have a vision for that. Do you know what I mean? Like I have a vision for flying private. I have a vision for having a lot of money. I have a vision for great vacations. I have a vision for empowering more of the friends I love that haven't risen up to rise up. I, I, have, I have those type of, like I'm legacy driven. I don't like, and I'm sitting there going, I can't do this every year. I was like, we're getting, we're getting ahead too slow. Mm -hmm. And because just for taxes. the audience, because of the taxes, like you, you they're would brutal. have to continue to buy. You'd have to continue to they're brutal. do this. And, and I will challenge you Floridians. I will challenge Austin, Texas, mm -hmm. Dallas. Y'all are living in great tax states, but if you just add up, they just get you in different places. Right. So you got to play these games like, I'm gonna open up an LLC and run my money to a C Corp and run it into a pension plan and then the pension plan buys these things. Yep. All great, but the problem is is you don't have your money. Yeah. You don't have it. You know what I mean? You don't have it. Right. And it sucks. So every game I know from every smart advisor I know, they're all playing the game and it's all legal, but it sucks. The game. game sucks. And the end is still the end that is a sucky end. It is. It's and so of your here's Puerto Rico, 4% tax. So okay. we calculated we will double our entire life net worth in two years if we don't, if we don't make more money, yep. if we just stayed the same. Mm -hmm. So 4% tax, period, on everything you make. And then zero taxes on your dividends. So if you own a company, you know what that means, yep. right? So zero taxes on the dividends you pay yourself. And then no capital gains tax. And if you go check out the real estate in Dorado Beach, it's pretty nice. And there's this window right now where last summer, the cheapest home you could buy was six and a half million dollars. Well, a home just came on the market in Dorado Beach for, for uh, just under four million, three million something. I think by the end of the year, early next year, you're gonna be able to buy a nice, beautiful five bedroom home in Dorado Beach. Now it costs you 125,000 for the membership, $800 a month, cause you can't eat in there without the member card, mm -hmm. right? But you're never gonna see a spa like that anywhere. It's like the best spa I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. The network's incredible. And- Is it a discovery property? What do you discovery? mean? Discovery? Are you talking about real estate? Is it part of a group? I don't know. Okay. I don't okay. know. It's a. I mean, I don't know. 
I don't know the answer to that question. Okay. I thought maybe it? there Do was you know? a. It is a risk culture. Okay, got it. got it. Got it. Yes. Okay. okay so, um, so <laughs> she's like, got it. Um, so, um, so, 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 uh, if you purchase property in there, it's a Rolls Royce, so it's gonna, it, it'll just go right back up to where it was. There's just this nice little pocket that's mm-hmm. happening right now, and so you know, you buy a four million dollar house in there and watch, and three years from now, that four million dollar house will be like ten million. And, and it will, because that's where it sat, and it'll come right back up to that. So it's a good deal. It's a great deal. But most people aren't even focused enough on what they're making to understand what they're not making due yeah, to taxes. That's a problem. And then having the conversation with family members about, you guys are important, we love you, but we're gonna be making this decision. Yeah, I don't ask permission. Yeah, you just, so what is that, what allows you to do that? How can people learn So I don't, do I don't, I don't, my husband doesn't ask permission for me, I don't ask permission for him, so. Even when you guys are moving? There's no permission, there's, there's an no, enrollment game. It's like, we just go. It's an enrollment game. So, like, it's I remember he worked for game. a big okay. company um, with a huge brand, and he wanted to start his own hydration product, and he did. And it's better than any hydration product out there. And I'll tell you that 100% because I watched him create it and he knows what's inside most of these brands. And so he's always like, oh, that brand's organic. It's this, it's that, but it's got this and it's killing their gut, right? That's going to create cancer for them later. That's going to, like, so he knows it. And nobody talks like this, right? So, so he creates this hydration product and he comes to me. He's like, I think I'm going to quit my job. And he's like, what do you think? Well, you don't want to, that's... If you ask me what do I think, I'm going to tell you what I think, right. right? But one day he came to me, slammed his hands on the, on the counter, and he goes, I got to quit. This is a whole different conversation. So what people are doing is they're asking for permission to live. Mm-hmm. I don't ask my husband for permission. So we're moving to Puerto Rico. No, we're not. We're moving to Puerto Rico. No, we're not. We got to move to Puerto Rico. No, we're not. Can we just go to Puerto Rico for a week on a vacation, look at real estate, and be open to it? If, it's, if we're not both aligned, I'll figure out another way with taxes. Mm-hmm. But will you just come for a week and look? That's all we needed. Just we go for a week. He takes the horns. Mm-hmm. He's like, we're moving. Six weeks later, we moved. And you're doing the same thing with the family. You're not asking them. You're not like, oh, I think you're not polling. We call it polling. You don't poll people. No. What do you think about this? Oh, what do you think Because you're asking this? for permission. Right. You're at, so I'm not launching a product to them. I, I am family. We're already bought. We're, we're already, we're in the game. We, we share genes. We share a whole yeah. bunch of things. It's, it's just, it just is what it is. So, so, you know, hopefully nobody's going to cast me off for it, but if they do, then I'll go re-enroll them that I still love them. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. I, I like, but you know, what's wild is we're spending more time with them. We went back to California for two months. We spent more time with them in California in two months than we spent with them in like almost a year. Makes sense. So it's actually working out better. Yeah, because you're able to actually focus on the quality time. Yeah. You're not just taking it for granted that they're down the street. And yeah. And you have this nice relationship, which I'm sure was great. It's like a season. Yeah. Right? You had the season where you were in California, and now you have a season. But I just, I really, I love your mindset and the way that you think about, I'm just going to move to Puerto Rico because it's the right thing to do financially for myself. You're financially for my family, for your family, for your future, for your legacy. So how much does that legacy piece impact your day to day decisions? A lot, a lot. So I never understood when people would say, I mean, I have a child, but I never felt a maternal instinct. I had a child because I was building a family. Mm. 
and I love Christmas. I start Christmas in July. Love so that. We're actually going to do it. I started in August. Yeah, so okay. One month Got later. Yay. <laughs> so, um, so, so I just couldn't imagine not having Christmas mm. with kids and their kids. And so I never felt a maternal instinct at all. But it was logical for me. I'm getting to the age where I have to have a child. Mm. I need to find a husband. And so I hired a dating coach. Okay. I hired a dating coach. How I, old were you? Um, 35. Okay. And so I hired a dating coach. She made me date five times a week. Mm-hmm. I All I got to tell all the single women out there, I, like, literally, if I would have known it was that easy to meet your husband, because I had three great viable possibilities, great <laughs> men, and I spent a lifetime looking for the right guy. Uh-huh. But it's a lead generation. You want to hear the of secret? Of course it is. Please. You have to lock eyes. As soon as you catch eyes, you just lock eyes and you smile. And you don't break it. You just, it's the most awkward thing on the planet, uh-huh. but you don't break it. And it's like lead gen for men. And literally they just, they walk. Wait, so, so you like walk into a bar or rock, walk no, into a grocery store, grocery store, wherever, like wherever you are. I mean, you I don't just, go to grocery stores, but like, I mean, I do for therapy sometimes, but, but, um, but anywhere, just like notice you walk into a coffee shop, whatever, and you get eye contact. You just, you just smile. So soon as, so if you're like looking, we, we just. I just smile and I just don't break it and I just keep smiling Mm -hmm. until he breaks it. But they don't. And so what was wild, I go to the juice juice store and I remember this man walking up to me and I guess ladies, we become so much more vibrant when we're smiling all the time, right? And so so this, this man walks up to me and he goes, I'm not hitting on you. This is where it landed for me. He goes, I'm not hitting on you. He said, I'm married, I'm happily married. He goes, I just want to tell you, you are such a beautiful woman. And I was like, thank you. So I'm talking 12-year-olds, 80-year-olds, like any male, you just smile. And it's weird. You start to realize your intimacy issues. You start to realize how much you block, you know. And so that was one of my first. So then I started lead genning men like crazy. I'm pretty sure the local restaurant down the street thought I was a call girl. It's okay. They gave me the same okay. table. I would come in sometimes with three different guys. It was brutal. But I found my husband you're, in 90 you're days. You're building your, your base. You're, you're just working through your It's leads. the same in business. Yeah. Start with the leads. Yeah. Start with the leads and make your choice. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And so. You're only looking for one. That's the good news. So <laughs> my brother is dating right now. And I just keep telling him, like, you can go on as many dates as you want. You're just looking for one. You don't have to have 15 of the perfect yeah. woman. You're looking for the one person that's yeah. going to match with you. Values. Got to have values. Mm-hmm. So the eye contact. Eye contact, don't break it, smile. That's it. Okay. It's that simple. Okay. So yeah. you were 35 when you started this process, and it, it was a logical decision for you. You knew that yeah. that's what you wanted. Same with moving to Puerto Rico. It's, it's so I just, I think if everybody could get out, emotions will kill you. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you buy on emotions, and so if your emotions are all over the place, some people just need to hear this message, just regulate your emotions, manage your mind, write that down on a piece of paper, just manage your mind, right? I have coffee cups made with manage your mind, right? And so just get out of the emotions and just make the right moves and you'll find happiness. Like you'll just, if you're a happy person, you're going to find happiness wherever you land. And so Puerto Rico was logical. Having children was logical. I'm happy I did it. I wish I would have done it earlier. I wish there were stronger relationship coaches out there that were relentless when they saw single women saying things like, I'm gonna, I've, there's no time for a relationship. I got to get my career going. That is about the dumbest thing you could ever say. Or I got to fix myself before I can find my, my forever. It's like, come on, ladies. Like I was like, you're not going to stay the same woman. 
anybody who's been married, you know there's seasons. Like, there are seasons. You are attractive sometimes, and you are very unattractive sometimes. You need value systems, go the distance. You need somebody who's relentless mm -hmm. that can go the distance. You know what I mean? It seems like people just aren't willing to pay for it. There might not be great coaches who are able to overcome the objection because it seems like you want to pay to make more money. You you'll pay to do to get your health in shape and some people there. Or some, some people just won't pay to do that because they're just they, they don't see the the value the value. Yeah. So somebody can't get paid right now. It's because you're not articulating the value. Mm -hmm. And if you won't, if you're complaining about something in your life and you haven't paid to get it fixed, mm -hmm. this is not a money issue. This is because you're either you're not valuing yourself or really it comes down to you don't believe you're gonna follow through, which is why I totally disagree with Grant Cardone on leadership. Oh, what's the disagreement? Let's hear it. 20%. Let's hear it, what's the disagreement? So we have a leadership program that I did, I didn't own it back then, and I did it, and I was, I sold $170 million in real estate in 15 months. Okay. I don't know how to write a real estate contract. I don't say that because I'm proud. I got C minuses in school, right? So, Good for you. So it's like I did it with a, an executive assistant, and we built together. And um, I say all of that because at the end of the day, I did this leadership program, and um, I came out. I, I was a wallflower. Like, I, I wouldn't speak on stage. If you asked me to come speak on a stage and, and you were Oprah, I would have found a way to not come. Yeah. Like, that's how selfish I was. It wouldn't matter if I had something to contribute to somebody's life. I was so selfish that I was so much in my fears that I chose me over contribution. And that's what, that's what business is. It's not about getting your fulfillment. I just totally disagree with that too. Do, do you do something you have a superpower with that you end up loving? Yes. But this whole idea, I got to find what I love, just be you. Yeah, find what you can, what have you been given to contribute? I promise you, you will find your confidence and your happiness in that when you go all in. You're pissed at yourself because you don't go all in. That's it. That's where it comes down to. So um, like this, this whole leadership scenario, every time I hear Grant say it's not leadership or fuck leadership, I'm like, such the wrong message, Grant. Because you think, what, what, what are you thinking he's saying with that? Well, so... Because I've never heard him say fuck leadership. Not fuck leadership, has. but he's he's said leadership a million times that it that it's not about leadership. It's not about it leadership. is. And what, does he, he say would, it's about something else, or he just no? He just he just you're you're not you're not committing, uh, whatever he says after oh, that. But it, okay. he like bring up leadership. Go for dinner with him. Be like, what do you think about leadership training? Can we do this tonight at dinner? Let's yeah, talk about this yeah, yeah, dinner. yeah, absolutely. So and he'll poo poo on it, mm -hmm. and because he's not making the connection. So I've got the data. My highest, my highest succeeding clients in business are the ones who have done my real estate, or done, not my real estate, done my leadership program. Mm -hmm. Before I owned it, I did it. When somebody else owned it, I got my community to a certain level. So you can only bitch as, an, as a business owner for so long that your clients are not taking action. They're not taking action because they have a leadership problem. And you can advise them, you can motivate them, you could yell at them, you could. I've tried to tell people you're paying me, and I will not show up to the call until you actually execute on the coaching. Mm -hmm. None of it works. When somebody, when somebody doesn't have strong leadership, their perception is off, they have no vision, right? The scriptures say my people will perish without a vision. If you don't have a vision, you, have nowhere you're going. you don't know where you're going. Ask somebody what they want, they don't know. Mm -hmm. It's like they don't even know what they want. So before I owned the program, I saw all my clients and I was facing this whole thing that everybody else in, in, the, in the industry is facing, which is there's a small group of people who become your testimonials. Those are the ones you promote, hoping that everybody will rise up to that. It's a hope. Mm -hmm. Hope is powerful. It's powerful, but it's not action, 
right? And so hope can give you vision. It can make you feel good. It can get you going again. But you have to commit. And you're not going to commit unless you have the leadership to do it, right? And so, so that being said, somebody else on this program, I enrolled 144 of my clients, like at a mastermind, just enrolled them into somebody else's program. Didn't ask them for a fee. It was that this is where my legacy comes in. It was the right thing to do. I couldn't hold them in my leadership anymore. I had other things to do. I couldn't babysit them. I couldn't, you know what I mean? Like we had gotten too big and the data was the data. They were not getting the results. They were getting lost in group programs. They were having challenges and they didn't have the leadership to say, hey, I don't care if you're busy. I paid for this program. I need to ask you a question. They didn't have the leadership to do that. Mm-hmm. They, couldn't, they couldn't work through that. That's all leadership. Leadership is taking action. Leadership is having vision. Leadership is being able to say, you know what? We're in a battle right now. I'm going to give up needing to be right because it's more important to get this deal done than to be right. That's all leadership. It's negotiation. It's all of that. Negotiation with self, negotiation in deals, taking action. It's all of it, mm-hmm. right? And so that being said, I hated the way they ran the program, so I opened up the program myself. And only because I had two margaritas in Bar- Barbados and my friends had done the training with me and they're like, well, now you have to go do it. And I was like, I don't want another business. <laughs> Because I didn't have Brandon on my side, right? So I was like, I don't, need, I don't, I don't, have no, I don't want another business. They're like, you got to do it. So after my second margarita, I said yes. Committed. Committed and built the program. We're three years later, um, and 99% of our clients have gotten results. We have them all in a HIPAA file. We can't tell the results, but I can tell you if somebody came in and audited us, mm-hmm. we a 90, you show me there's not one program out there that has 99% success rate. So now I go over to my business side and currently 50% of my business clients have been enrolled in that and done it. Mm-hmm. And they are our highest income earners. They're the ones that don't attrition out. They're the ones that pay their bills. They're the ones that take responsibility. They're the ones that don't blame me for their lack of results. They're the ones that yep. they're awesome. I love that. It's powerful. I have a feeling that you and Grant don't actually agree on this, but I am just so excited to, because I think the pieces are there. Like he's probably just like breaking it out and doesn't like the word leadership. Yeah. Don't you feel like leadership sometimes in like on social media can get, like the word feels like unattainable almost. It's like, it's, it's this thing that's not unpacked. So hundred percent people, steps. people don't know. People don't understand what it is. Yeah. They're like, Oh, I want to be a leader. You understand leadership though, because you're leading teams. Mm-hmm. And so you got to remember that's your superpower. Mm-hmm. And so you understand the value of it. A lot of people don't understand the value of it because they yeah. purely got into their grit and didn't realize that they self-taught their leadership. And then somewhere along the way they modeled. Mm-hmm. And so they had enough, they had enough base and enough vision and sometimes enough pain mm-hmm. to do that. But you guys, the middle class is going away. And I'm on a huge mission right now to get the middle class to not accept middle class because mm-hmm. if you go look at the data, it's not going away because they're going into poverty. There's a percentage going into poverty and there's a percentage going up because they're finding a way out, their leadership, right? They're finding a way out. And so they're hooking in. You can't keep failing out of programs and think that a coach is gonna fix you, they're not. Mm-hmm. You, have to, you have to address your leadership. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? You have to get some coaching there. You gotta, you gotta figure out how to follow through. When you say you're gonna show up for dinner, you show up for dinner, even if you don't feel like it. Amen. When you say that you're gonna, like, I've miscarried on a stage at our biggest, like, three-day event, right? I didn't get up on that stage and go, guys, I miscarried. Like, and I don't mean that like that. There, I have a lot of compassion for myself. I sat in my suite, I cried with my husband, I wiped off my eyes, and I got on that stage. Now, I will tell you, when I got my first 
excuse on why somebody couldn't do something at the mic, I unleashed, mm -hmm. right? And I was like, sure. I'm having a fucking miscarriage right now and you're complaining about lack of energy? Are you kidding me? You know what I mean? I, relate. Well, and I've seen one of my old coaches, Suzanne Evans, like I watched her, she has a, a bit of a heart condition and she had caffeine, lack of sleep, so, and basically her heart, she had to be raced into emergency at night and they had to stop her heart. Right. So when she's going in, she's messaging me and a couple of other like students at the time years ago. And she's like, this is what I was going to teach. You can teach this really well. You, she's like, the show must go on. Mm -hmm. So if I don't make it out, you got like instead of being like, I could die tonight. Mm -hmm. She's like, if I don't make it out or I can't be on that stage, I need you guys to close this out. You know, and I want you to do the offer. Here's the offer. You know the offer. Here's here, Let me work with you on your story to make sure it's strong. As she's in the emergency going, right? And she, she they stopped her heart. She, she came out. She was in pain. She went up. She finished the event. Like, and I know some people think that's intense, but I'm sorry. That's contribution. Mm -hmm. Because there's people who, it was, they were on their last dollar that got to that event. Yep. There's people sleeping in their car at that event. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's people who have a dream, a vision, and they need it to work. Mm -hmm. That's contribution. Can you love people that much to succeed? Because it's not about you making millions. It's actually about who you become in the process and who actually needs your money, right? My, my dad's not a millionaire anymore. I take care of my dad now. You know, my mom's retired. She made some bad choices in life. Thank God she does have some cash, but I'm taking, I'm moving her out here, buying her house. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't have guessed that. It's beautiful. Thank God I put Beautiful. the hustle in, into gear. I love your hustle. I love your energy. I love just, are we on Shanda Panda level <laughs> yet? Yes. Is this successfully taken place? I didn't call it, I didn't say Sandra. That's right. We are Shanda. at Shanda Panda. Well, where can listeners, watchers find you? How can they get involved with everything that you do? So um, I actually would say go watch the video on retiremeshanda.com retiremeshanda.com. Go watch the video on that. I do make an offer on it. Mm -hmm. It's a really inexpensive offer. It's like coffee, right? But go watch that video because I think if you don't have enough customers, you don't have enough clients, or you don't know where to start, or you're tired of not getting ahead, go watch that video because I think it'll be highly impactful for your ability to take action. I love it. Well, yeah. thank you for being on my podcast. Thank you for inviting me.